Lent week two, the Cyrenian Way podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And let's dive into the second spiritual pillar of the Cyrenian Way, the call and the silence. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Father Jason writes, The sweet balm to which the Cyrenian clings to as he carries out his sacred apostolate is silent prayer. Indeed, silent prayer is the resting place for any weary soul, but especially for the Cyrenian whose soul is constantly being stretched for greater glory in his countless acts of selfless love. People, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we're in week two of Lent. We are getting ready to, uh, we're, we're continuing our journey through the desert of this Lenten season. As we talked about last week, spiritual poverty. And this week, we're going with Jesus and we're talking about the second spiritual pillar of silence. There's a call in the silence. And this week, I'm joined by a great friend of mine who has always pursued silence in his life. I've always seen him telling me about times where he goes off and he spends time in prayer and adoration. He'll go off, he'll walk, do nature walks. And I just imagine him walking there in silence. He, he goes and has time intentionally journaling in a prayer journal where he just talks to God and he listens. And he models this, this, this spiritual pillar so well of hearing a call in the silence. And his name is none other than Christopher Spilka. Chris, welcome. Thanks so much for being here, man. It is a pleasure to be here. I was thinking to myself, like, during the introduction, as you're starting to talk to me, should I just be silent the whole time? No, because we're not going to do that. We want to talk about silence. We don't want to be silent, people. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you, Nick. This will be awesome. Dude, it's going to be great. I, yeah, we, we did joke about that. We we're like, so we're talking about silence this week. Let's just say, all right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about living and hearing God in silence. So um, for the next 20 minutes, we're going to be silent and you just start praying. <laughs> and that's all we're going to do. We're just going to be silent. <laughs> so, you know, go ahead, be silent, right? No, we're kidding. I'm not going to do that. That's not why you came here. You're going to hear about how silence is so important and valuable to your prayer life this week during Lent and always. And then as you are encouraged from us on this podcast, you guys go out and live that. You guys, after this podcast, if there's one thing we want you to take away from it, it is that we want you to intentionally set up time to get away from the noise. You know, this week when we go to Mass, and you're just getting this on Sunday, so maybe this is before Mass or maybe it's after Mass, you've heard the readings for this week. It's the Transfiguration. And when you hear those scripture passages, there's a line at the end where they hear the voice of God and the voice of God says, this is my beloved son, Jesus. Listen to him. Chris, I, I think today, let's let's start there. Like listening to Jesus today is, I think, in, insanely difficult. 
There's so much noise, right? There's a million podcasts, right? I mean, like there's a million things you could be listening to, putting in your ears. There's there's so much music. There's so much advertisement, so much social media. There's so much news, like with clickbait headlines and all sorts of th- and people vying for your attention that sometimes I think we can get caught up in that noise and just be like, where is God in the mess of everything coming at us all the time? And it's so hard to listen, even just to the people we actually are spending time with. Like we're, we're bombarded with our thoughts because of all this noise too. So where do you think we should begin this week, the second week of Lent, as we hear God the Father speak out to us in this transfiguration moment saying, this is Jesus. Listen to him. I think Jesus is the ultimate symbol of what silence is all about. And I think it starts off with the fact that so many times when we look at social media and people wanting to have a voice, wanting to speak, while that's an important quality to have, I think we see Jesus, who we we look at as a guy who is always surrounded by crowds of people. People are always coming to him for, for healing. They're always coming to him for prophecy. They want to know uh, where they should go in their journey of faith. And we see Jesus who gives us the example of silence when he wakes up early in the morning and he goes out to just be with the Father. Um, he just goes out away from everybody. And all of a sudden you see the disciples are like, where is this guy? everybody's been looking for you. And they finally find Jesus and they're like, hey, we need to minister to these people. And Jesus just wants to be by himself for a little bit. He recognizes that there is a great mission, yes, but that communication with the Father is the most important thing. Um, and I think we see that that reality falling further and further behind as we become into a culture that has seen so many voices becoming more prevalent, whether you, as you said, it's on social media, or it's through um, different shows that we watch and TV through our streaming platforms, that sort of thing. And I, I've had the pleasure of working on a college campus now and for over a year. And when I'm walking around campus, all you see is the earbuds in, the hoods on, and they're just looking down at the ground. And it's just hard for people to look up these days. Yeah. And one of the troubling features that I'm finding with my students uh, as I talk to them individually about prayer life, because I I provide spiritual accompaniment for for them, um, is the fact that they struggle with just finding five to 10 minutes a day to just sit with the Lord, certainly express desires and things that are going on in their heart, um, but also just taking a moment to to listen to Him, um, because that's ultimately what God's calling us to do in the silence is to, to listen. Yeah. And do you find that they are, so they're struggling to find that time, but so are they also desiring to have that time? Ooh, that's a good question. I think our hearts indirectly through the sins that we commit, there is still a part of us that is desiring God in some way, shape or form. It's just a distorted version of that. That's what the enemy is so good at. And that's what I'm going to be talking about at a parish mission tonight. Um, is how the enemy will take a partial truth and distort it. So I think there is this longing and desire for students to find that silence, but they're getting pulled in so many different directions. And that's why Jesus finds it during the transfiguration, especially uh, for the apostles. He's like, I need to get these guys away from everything that's going on. 
um, amongst the people, uh, all the ways that they're being pursued. Like Jesus has to go out at an, on a boat at some point to preach to the masses because so many people are coming at him each and every day. And we think about our own lives. Like you think about your job, your boss is always coming after you. And so are your coworkers. You think about your friends. They're always coming at you for advice and different things. And there's just so many different voices. So what does Jesus do? He takes them up the mountain and he gets away from it. And then he reveals to them on the mountain, his magnificence and the transfiguration. Um, But what if he did that sort of thing in a mass of people? Sure, there'd be great reactions and, and there would be a lot of people that would be falling on their knees to Jesus. But he wanted to share this special moment with those who have followed him. Um, for so long. And he wants to share that moment the most with us. I think often we um, we go out and we listen to Big Bang speakers as Catholics, and that's important. And we go out and we feel like we need to preach the good news, and that is important. Um, but we also forget, and especially college students forget, that there is importance in in going up to your room, shutting the door, and praying to your father in secret and sharing these um, specific things that are going on in your life, but also giving yourself a moment to have this personal encounter with God, because we always look for other people. My, my students will say this all the time. You know, I encounter God through other people. I encounter God in the sacraments. Very, very important ways to encounter God. But very rarely do I find a student say, that says, wow, I, I just received this message to the God or from God in silence. Yeah, it's almost like um, when you're there and you're just, it's just you and God, because it's another thing it says in the scripture passage for this week, is it says that they go off to a place by themselves with Jesus. And I think that's amazing because I think you start to see who you are and how God loves you so much because you were created in his image. And as you sit there in silence, you really get to see, yeah, you just get to have that relationship with him and that time with him. And it's almost just like, yeah, you just find so much rest when you're there. Um, and I and I love that quote that Father Jason starts out this chapter. He says, silent prayer is the resting place for any weary soul. And he says, especially for Cyrenians, because Cyrenians, right, if you read the book, it's the Cyrenian way, the art of accompaniment, right? So, so we're called to go out as Cyrenians and to, you know, as we talked about yesterday, or not yesterday, last podcast, last week, right? Spiritual poverty calls us to go out as we are with nothing more, you know, and just be present to others. And so as we're doing that, though, we could get burnt out and we could be, you know, just pouring out to people and pouring out to people. But what Father Jason then is kind of calling us to this call to silence is that go and fuel yourself by going away by yourself with the Lord and, and get your rest that you need. Can you just talk about that? Like, how have you, as a Cyrenian, going out and you're accompanying all these college students in your ministry, how have you struggled to find rest? Because I think we all struggle with it, but then overcome that and really found rest. What are what are some of the areas, what are the strategies you, you use to find rest for your soul through silence? One of the first things we have to remember is, I use this example all the time, is when a plane is crashing oxygen masks fall from the top so you can breathe. But I think so many times in ministry, we think we, I want to compare this to the symbolism of the mask dropping instead of putting the mask on ourselves first and assisting those around us, um, which we're, we're supposed to do instead. It's like, we're making sure the masks are on our children. We're making sure the masks 
are on all those people who need Jesus so desperately in their lives. But then we forget along the way that ultimately we're losing ourselves. Yeah. And if we are doing so many things, so much as to move mountains, but we don't have this love and this desire to grow in, in our relationship with God personally ourselves, then we begin to fall by the wayside. So I look to, to myself and something that I find that is important is I go on a lot of retreats. I was, I was involved in the retreat business for a while at Christ the King Retreat House as their director. And a couple of months ago, I started to fall into this pattern once again of like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And um, I'm not finding that sense of um, sense of peace in my ministry and that sense of um, desire to want to find God. So I said, what, what do I got to do? I got to go in a nation silent retreat. So I went to this retreat house on the Potomac River, beautiful place. And what's beautiful about Ignatian style retreats, um, something that I, I, I desperately like long for is Ignatian retreats challenge you to put yourself in the scene with Jesus. And like literally, instead of focusing on the fact that, hey, there's Peter on the boat, you are Peter on the boat. You are walking to Jesus on the water and you're looking into him in his face and his eyes and you're seeing it and you're experiencing this powerful moment that God longs for us. But I wouldn't have found that had I not gone on that retreat and had I not spent and made that time to just be present to the Lord. Um, how I, had I not sought out that, and I think this is an important lesson for all of us, like our lives are extremely busy. Yeah, of course. You do not have time in the day to pray. Yeah, I understand that. But you need to seek that out yourself. Um, and once you seek that out, that's where God meets you on the road. Um, and when I was at the retreat house, it's just we went through four different meditations, different styles of uh, contemplative prayer. Um, it was when I sat with those scripture passages silently that the Lord begins to speak. And then you talked earlier about me journaling. And then I get to journal and then I get to draw out um, this path that God is calling me to go on to help me become the best version of myself. But not only that, um, to be yoked to the Lord. Um, if we're not look, if we're not yoked to the Lord, and I, oftentimes I, I thought like yoking was like egg yolk or something. Like we need to like the Lord was throwing eggs at us or something. Not to be strange, I didn't know what that was until like five years ago. But um, to be yoked to the Lord, like cattle are yoked together as they walk along. Right. God just wants to be yoked to us. He wants to experience every part of our lives, and it's easy for us when times are hard um, to to share those moments with the Lord and. Um, to talk about those things that we're longing for. But when we're yoked and forget that in a relationship with God, we also need to be willing to listen. So um, retreats and moments of, of prayer uh, where we get to spend time with God in silence gives us that opportunity to listen. I love that. Yeah, the image of of being yoked to God is is really powerful. And I, I too didn't know what it meant for a long time. And then I Googled, what does it mean to be yoked to Jesus, as he says, and, and it gave me an image of yeah, two cattle that are, are linked by this thing that goes over their shoulders and links the two together, and it, and it actually described it as an older cattle would be paired with a younger one because the older one knew how to plow the field. And so by default, by being yoked to the older cattle, it was able to be guided along its way to the right path and not overwork. And so it's similar with Jesus. Like we're called to be linked to him in such a way that 
we are listening and being guided by his direction because if we don't, we'll not produce the fruit that we're called to produce on what we're called to labor through. And we, we are. We're called to go out, to accompany others, to be more compassionate Christians. And by being yoked to Jesus in this way where we're linked to him and listen to him and we're intentional about that, I think it makes all the difference. So it's such a powerful uh, Bible verse that Father Jason leads off this spiritual pillar with, um, and and I just think we can learn so much from it. I think that um, what also is really powerful is right. We we find so much rest when we go into silent prayer, and we find so much guidance from the Lord when we listen to Him. But it can also be a strategy for us in our accompaniment, you know, because everything I think comes back to our spiritual poverty. The very first thing that we are invited to as Cyrenians is that you are enough and yet your presence is enough. So this call in the silence is also one that we can bring into the ways in which we accompany and pray with other people. A great gift that I think has come from our ministry as we have gone around and we've done parish missions now and we pray with each other as a fellowship here with our founders, right? We pray together and we have this prayer ministry where we share our burdens with one another and the other person who's who's praying with us, our prayer partner, listens in silence. And Father Jason has taught us through this prayer method that when the other person is sharing their, their burden, the other who's their prayer partner just sits in the silence and just listens and receives that burden and doesn't coach, doesn't preach, doesn't respond in any way, shape, or form. This, for me, as an extrovert who talks, you know, in front of a mic often, and is it's really hard to not talk when you're listening to someone share their burden. You just want to respond. You want to say something. But it teaches us that the we're enough. Our, our presence in that person's life is enough. And I think it's so freeing for me. This is what I've learned so much out of silence from the Severian way is that my presence is so valuable in other people's lives. And I think so often in our life, we can forget that. And, and so that's, for me, when I think of the call of science, A, I, I, of course I feel you know called to rest and to get that time with the Lord to fill me up. I need that. But I also feel called to go into you know my art of accompaniment, wherever that is. And for you listeners, wherever you are in your life, where you, you, the people, the network of people around you, you're called to accompany them, and to lead them to Jesus through your presence, I, I think sometimes we can build that up in our minds like it's such a big deal and, and that we have to produce something or say something or lead them to something, but God's led that person to you, and that's enough. That's valuable enough, and your silent presence in their life means so much. That's what I've learned a lot through this pillar of silence through the prayer ministry that I've experienced in the Cyrenian way. And I, and I, if you've never experienced this style of prayer, you can do this anytime at home, listener. Right? Like just get with somebody that you're with. Maybe you have a prayer partner or just someone that you, that you pray with regularly and just say, hey, what are you struggling with? It could even just be a friend. What are you struggling with? And just listen to them. Don't say anything. Don't feel the need to. And then just say, can I pray for that thing? And, and just pray for whatever you just heard. After, I mean, it can even be like in silence when you go afterwards. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. But just that, that act of silent listening and, and actively being attentive to what they're struggling with is so valuable. So it's something you can practice at home. 
um, when you're praying with people and accompanying with people. Um, Chris, what do you think about all that? I just blab for a little bit. I think our biggest temptation that we experience when we're walking with others is that we feel like we have to be at a specific part on a relationship with Jesus in order to accompany the other people. What do I mean? We feel like we have to be Dr. Scott Hahn, or we feel like we have to be the ever famous and amazing Father Jason Hage um, when it comes to saying specific things about the faith. Um, one of the most painful things that I experienced as a campus minister, um, this happened a few months ago, one of my students, we, we have small group uh, discussion. So each, each day throughout the week, we have um, small group leaders. And I had a student who was interested in being one you know, at the beginning of the semester. And they told me, they're like, Chris, I just don't think I can do it um, because I don't have this knowledge of faith um, that some of these other guys have. Um, you know, I haven't, I'll be honest with you. I haven't read it. I haven't read scripture as much as I probably should. And I just looked at him and I said, you're hired, man. Perfect. And he goes, what? Like, what do you mean by that? And I go, because when it comes to our small group uh, discussions, our job is to read sacred scripture and have God speak to us. And our job is to listen. And your job as a small group discussion leader is to guide that discussion, to allow the Holy Spirit to work through each individual and to, to connect the dots. For all of us, for the listeners at home, for you right now, um, you special listener who's listening to us, um, I think it's important to remember that, remember the transfiguration, you know, you're, you're walking on this journey together, or even better yet, like, like we're led to this amazing um, part where or Jesus really reveals himself um, at, on that mountain. But at the same time, think about the road to Emmaus. The importance of that sequence, how there's two disciples who experience everything that Jesus went through and he's crucified and they're walking away from the holy city. And Jesus meets them on the road walking away. He's willing to walk away from the holy city in order to encounter you. And I think that is what our call is in the art of accompaniment and what being a Cyrenian is all about. It's to to listen and recognize that Jesus doesn't say it's a long journey and he doesn't say things right. He listens to them in their pain and in their suffering because he desires and longs to be with us. And as Cyrenians, that's the most special part of our meeting when we're able to um, just, we can't say anything. We just listen to what the other person's struggling with. And it's like the transfiguration. Then we take those struggles and then we go before the Lord in the tabernacle, and we say, Lord, this is what our brother needs. Please, please make this transformation in life if they're struggling with this addiction. Maybe make this transformation, help them in their sinfulness, and also give us the encouragement as Cyrenians to continue to walk with them in their pain and in their struggles. And let the Lord take care of the rest. It's not your job. That's the importance of that whole thing, too. It's not our job to fix their problem. It's just our job to simply listen. And that's what we're called to do in the silence is to listen and to listen to, and see the ways that the Lord will respond when we just take the time to listen. I love that. I love that. So, you know, I just want to leave listeners with a, a, a tip from each of us for finding time for silence in their life. And, and for me, the greatest tip that I ever got for prayer period, having prayer time was um, 
someone who who really called me out to be a little bit more organized. He said, Nick, do you have like a planner or like an ideal week that that like you structure your life with? And and I said, no, you know, I didn't at the time. And he said, well, here, print one out. And he printed out like just a generic week, right? Like Sunday through Saturday. And it was just like, you know, the regular timeline, you know, so I had like, you know, 5 a.m. to, you know, midnight or whatever the heck the thing was. It was just a generic week calendar. And he said, I want you to just go block out your week. But the first thing I want you to do, so he said, go do time blocking for your week. The first thing I want you to do is time block your prayer time. The first thing that you should schedule when you're scheduling your week or your day or your month or whatever it is, is your prayer time. Because if you don't do that and you just say, well, I'll, I'll do it when I have that free time window there or when I'm not doing anything over there, you will not do it. It will fall to the wayside. So you have to make a commitment to yourself when you do this this time blocking to first things first. That, that's the first thing you got to put first, right? And that is the first thing is your prayer time. So for me, that's been so wildly helpful is when I go do time blocking and I, and I look at my week putting in a structured prayer time that is unmovable, that you can't schedule over. Like when you're looking at your schedule and saying, oh, when can I do this meeting next? And you look at that time, you're like, oh, well, maybe I could bump it. No, you don't bump it. It's a new rule that your prayer time is sacred. And so make it sacred. Um, do some time blocking. That That's so helpful for me. Chris, what about you? Tip for the listener. Wow. Uh, my mind is going in a million directions because I have so many thoughts. Um, so just a couple things that are practical too. Um, if you're starting off in this this time where you're just saying like, okay, I need to, to schedule out some some prayer with God. And what does that look like? And how long does that look like? You know, I'm going to block out two hours so I can sit and listen to the Lord. Okay. Maybe the best way to start is to say, I'm going to take five to 10 minutes, you know, before the kids wake up um, or five to 10 minutes that I know that I have at work where I can go into a quiet space and allow the Lord to speak to me. Um, start with five to 10 minutes first and then work your way from there. Because if you start to block out an hour, all 100%. of a sudden you're going to realize you're going to become overwhelmed. Yep. And that's what, yeah, just got to make it, attainable. just don't start. Gotta make it's it got to be something that you build up to, um, right? Cause that's naturally how um, we're called to be as disciples. We work our way up. Um, another thing is God speaks to us in silence in a variety of different ways. Um, things that are helpful for me is, Ignatian contemplation is is something that speaks to me. I like to read scripture and then I like to put myself in the scene with Jesus. And then I reflect on how the Lord's looking at me. Um, I reflect on how he's speaking to me. What the, What is the tone of his voice? Um, what are some feelings that I had during that scene and in that encounter? Were they feelings of fear? Were they feelings of doubt? Were they feelings of gratitude? For you as a listener, if that's something that speaks to you, God's word, that, that is the form of intimacy that I find that is the most important in my relationship with God. It comes through God's word. So you can, you can read scripture. You do something called Lexio Divina where you, you read through scripture. You, you ask the Holy Spirit to put a word or phrase in your heart. You take that, that word or phrase and you just spend time reflecting on it. And that kind of ties into another form of prayer that's, that's beautiful and something that I've done a lot. It's called Centering Prayer. So it's taking 15 minutes, asking the Holy Spirit for a word or phrase, and all you do for 15 minutes is you sit in silence and reflect on that word or phrase. And that way it doesn't become overwhelming. We, 
our culture tells us that we have to continue to do this and to do that in order to be successful in our in our prayer lives. You often think like if I if I go to mass and if I which these are all important things. Don't get me wrong. If, but if I go to mass and if I, I go to confession and I do this and I do that and I, I do five rosaries and I do all these things, then yeah, I can be a good Christian. You're just checking boxes at that point, right? You're yeah. just checking boxes, man. You're just checking boxes. So for listeners, it's just important to stick to the basics when it comes to to sacred prayer and and sacred listening. Um, just spending that that fifteen minutes on just that word or phrase and what that word or phrase can do for you in that day. Starting from there and working your way up. Man, God's grace is just going to do so much more with that. And he's just going to lead you to places that you never could have imagined. Yeah. and I, I, I That would be my tip. I love that. It, You know what it reminds me of is someone once told me that if you feel like your prayer time is stale, then switch up what you're doing for your prayer. So, you know, if you, you go into prayer and you, you, you're committed to the rosary for a while and that's really speaking to you and you're doing great, do that. But then say that rosary starts to be like tough, like, you should still, I mean, I love the rosary, pray it every day. You should still try to do that, but do something that keeps the momentum moving forward. Switch it up. Maybe maybe spend some time listening to some pra- praise and worship music, if that speaks to you, or or just switch it up. Read, read something that's going to, uh, you know, expand your, your spiritual mind or, or, you know, whatever. Reading some sort of holy book or something like that. Go, go re- do Lexio Divina if you haven't been doing that. You switch it up. If you're doing one thing and, and maybe right now it's kind of tough for you to lean into that, turn to the next prayer method that you could try that might kind of get things um, just more exciting, you know? It's like with working out. You know, you, you start, you're running on the treadmill, but then, like, it's just really tough to get on the treadmill that day. Hit the bike, you know, or, or go lift some weights. or Like, mix it up so you can stay, you know, continuing your practice moving forward. Um, that's something that's helped me too is it with my prayers, like mixing it up when I feel like things are stale, um, has been awesome. So I, I, I don't know, made me think of that. So listener, thank you so much for tuning in again. And, and I'm hoping that you have an exciting week two of Lent as you enter into this, uh, theme that God calls us to through the transfiguration of listening to our Lord and what father Jason has called us to, with the second spiritual pillar here of the Cyrene Way, a call in the silence. So I hope that after you've spent this time listening, I hope we've we've encouraged you to experience silence and go out and have more intentional prayer time in your life where you can just listen to the Lord. So thank you so much. I hope you have a great continued Lent and you can stop listening to us, start listening to your Heavenly Father as you enter into silence. God bless you.